All right, this is It's Rare with Phil Rare and... Marianne Lewandowski. And uh, I guess we've got some things to talk about tonight. We sure do. How were things at the wine bar? <sighs> January. Can I tell you, New Year's... Everyone's so looking forward to 2020 and all this fun stuff. But for me, I know I know what's going to happen in January. Yeah. No sunlight. I've been oh, just yeah. bothered by it. I am just exhausted. I'm And I'm probably bitching about it, and I'm so sorry. But I really miss the sunlight. And I know January is my birthday month, but I really, really... You had a birthday. Happy birthday. I did. Thank you. I did. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. No, I, I get really moody, and um, and I could see it. it. Today was like the first cold cold day. It was bitter day. And, yeah, um, big the, time. The guys I work with were acting just like they were angry, and everyone's angry, and everyone, yeah, it sucks. I hate January so much. Yeah, the cold sucks. It hasn't really been that bad. Tomorrow's supposed to be like in like close to like high 50s tomorrow anyways, too. Is it really? Yeah. Maybe I'll, get under, maybe I'll get under my Jeep. Yeah. It'd be a good time to do it. You probably won't do that. Um, I might. No. I've got work that needs to get done. Possibly. Um, so going back to your question. Uh, so, yes, trivia on Thursdays. We just had trivia night tonight. And, good night. Um, the questions here. We're at here, the wine bar. Still, we, are, uh, we are at the wine bar. with the back room nice. Um, so the questions are, they suck. Because I can't answer any of these questions. You didn't know the answers? No. That's okay. No, it sucks. But um, so trivia is on Thursdays, and Saturday we have live music, so we uh, move the time over to 7 p.m. Um, so tonight we're having uh, Nick, who used to be the cook over at the Cuca restaurant. Yeah. Uh, so you get everyone knows Nick. Everybody knows Nick. Everyone knows Nick. So Good old Guitar Nick. Guitar Nick will be performing here at the Water Street Wine Bar at 7 for his very first time. So I'm looking forward to All it. All right. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And I met up with Kyle Napton talking about the wine classes that's going to be happening here at the wine bar. And he'll be teaching us a lot of fun, useful knowledge. I think with the more knowledge you have with wine, the more you can appreciate wine. So that's what's coming up. He here. knows all about it. I did point out to him tonight that oh, did you? if you uh, if you go over there, make sure you check all the labels uh, at the Water Street Wine and Spirits. Some of them are spelled wrong. The labels. Yep. The labels that Kyle did. The price tags. Yep. They're, oh. So, there, there's at least two that are spelled wrong. So only you caught that. Yeah. Yeah. Liqueur is spelled with two U's. I don't know if you knew that. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. So there you go. Now you know. If you yep. don't know, now you know. Now I know. Um, so that's exciting. That is exciting. Um, I did. So I was at Business After Hours at the at oh, the. How did that go? I didn't. I didn't make it. I was like the last one there to show up because uh, I was running a little late because I signed up for the gym membership over at the Yates Community Center. Yeah. Because I feel like I need to work out. That's a cool place to be. It is. I like it. It's it's close to my house and everyone needs to work out and I'm one of those people. Um, so yeah, Vineyard. I love Vineyard View. I haven't been there in like forever. It's probably one of my my fave places. It's a nice view from up there. It, well, and it was dark though. But I mean. Getting to see everyone uh, was really nice, and um, just listening to what everyone else is talking about. So they, they promoted the Wing Walk, which uh, Jay 
said that they're going oh, yeah. to be selling about 300 tickets. So yeah. that's really exciting. I won't be around. I heard another 50 coming out tomorrow afternoon. I thought it was today, but sure. Oh, yeah, Friday. Yeah, mm. so if you want those, you better get on it right away because they're going to be gone. Did you buy yours already? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if I can make it. So I'm, I'm going to look at my schedule tomorrow morning and okay. find out if I can be there or not. So hopefully I can go. Sounds that, good. Sounds really good. Sounds like fun. Like a good chicken wing. Um, and I was also talking to Mike um, from, the, from the Finger Lakes uh, Economic Development Center, and I was asking him questions about Laurentide. And yeah. they're going to be opening up a brewery. Yeah, um, in the carriage house, right? Yes. Yeah, it sounds yes. awesome. Really soon. And he said, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyways. Ooh, are you going to make it public? Are you the leak? I, I No. No. He was commenting on their beer because he's had some of their beer. Oh. And he says the beers are awesome. Like, really F, good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's, he, he, they have um, an array of beer. And it just sounds like it's awesome. Well, I keep saying the word awesome. Stop it. And awesome. tasty. <laughs> um, he has one of his favorite breweries is Stu Ben. And yes. he's like, you know what? He likes this place a lot more. And the fact that it's closer because, you know, it is closer. And I like it. It is walking distance. It is walking distance if you live in Penyan. If you live in Penyan. But it encourages people to stay in town, too. So I'm all about that. But I can't wait till they open because I really want to check it out. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I, I was talking to the owners uh, a couple months ago, and it sounds like they're doing some really cool work over there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, exciting. shit. No more awesome. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but cool. it, yeah that's pretty much it well I uh, I had an interesting night the other night and uh, I don't like this isn't meant to be all about Facebook Do you, if I hope you don't mind talking about politics briefly I, this whole thing's not supposed to be about politics but uh, every now and then politics seeps into my life it creeps in there like a thing that creeps and TLC creep somebody had an interesting experience it's the first time something's happened to me on Facebook the other night was somebody posted something about the New York State bail reform and I have a very controversial opinion of it and everybody seems like the sky is falling can you talk about it? Because I don't think a lot of people know what's going on. And I'm I, being one of them. <laughs> well, there are a couple things going on with the bail reform. One is one bail, of which... Bail. Bail reform. Bail. The bail. So, basically, in New York State, they've got a, a new law that's come out. And it has to do with people that get arrested. And a couple rules regarding this. So, the first is that if you are arrested... Mm -hmm. For something that's either a misdemeanor or what they would consider a like a low-level nonviolent felony, mm -hmm. then they're not allowed to set bail for you. They have to release you until your trial. Okay. So you get a ticket. Um, you can they can set a uh, restraining order if they want. Um, they can do in certain cases they can do like tracking like they can put one of those ankle bracelet things on you mm -hmm. that tracks you with the GPS um, but if you've got something that's not violent then uh, 
basically they're required to release you and they can't charge you bail for it. So a lot of these, most of these cases are cases where if you did have the money, you would just pay the bail and you'd get out. So it's just making it so the people who can't pay it can still get out. Oh, okay. It's not making it so they're more crime. Anyway. Michelle's leaving. Mwah. Good night. Good night. Good night. See you later. What's that? Next week. So that's part one. Part, part one. Thank you. Part one is that they can't set bail for you. So they basically, a lot of people are freaking out because they're saying, oh, this person uh, was accused of a crime mm-hmm. and then they had to be released and then they're committing another crime. Mm. And that's scary for a lot of people. And there, there might be people that... What was you know, the purpose of doing that? What was the purpose of getting rid of the bail? Yeah. Well, I, I think there are a few things behind it. Um, some of it might be not quite as well thought through as, as what we would like. But uh, a few major points are, are one is that they want to make it so that it's equal and fair for people who don't have financial means. So bail is supposed to be something that... Um, is used to make sure that you show up for your trial. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be part of your punishment. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be something that prevents you, that, that's like a punishment because they think you might be dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to keep you in jail because you might be dangerous. The only point of bail is that it's supposed to be to make sure that you show up for your trial because you've got skin in the game, basically. Huh. So what they're doing is they're saying, we're not going to have that anymore because it's not fair for everybody. And that's kind of, that's tricky. For me, um, my major reason that I think that we should um, not be having bail and that we should keep, we shouldn't be keeping people in jail before their trial is because I'm a firm believer that you're innocent until proven guilty. Right. And I think if you're being kept in jail before your trial before you've had a chance to prove that you're not guilty Hmm. then you're being punished before you're proven guilty so i don't like that it works on both ends i guess i mean if you're innocent if you're really truly innocent yeah that sucks but if you're really truly guilty you don't want them out right right and so those people that are found guilty i mean those people that are let out on bail are still going to have their trial they're still going to end up, if they get found guilty, serving the same amount of time in jail or prison as they would have otherwise. They're just going to serve it after they're found guilty instead okay. of before. So uh, to me, I know that we're trying to prevent danger, but I think it takes a lot of courage to say that we're not going to keep people in jail until they're found guilty was this like a surprise like poof this is what's going to happen or did no was there like as a matter of fact like this this um the law was passed i believe in april of 2019 and it just came into effect on new year's and that's been like a lot of people have uh have been freaking out all of a sudden saying holy smokes uh all of a sudden the criminals have more power than the police and it's not perfect, but 
I like I said, I just believe that people should be treated like they're innocent until you've proven that they're guilty. So the second part of it, of this law, is that now um, the state or the DA or whoever is in charge of your case, if, right. you, if you're accused of something, um, they have 15 days to show you all the evidence okay. that they have against you. Mm-hmm. So that way you can present a case, like you have something to defend against. Right. Well, it used to be only in 20% of the cases that that would even be uh, done at all before the trial. Mm. So if you were to plead guilty or otherwise, um, you might never see the evidence against you. That is so scary. I hope myself or anybody I know never has to go through something like that. Right. Nobody wants to go through it. It's a horrible situation to be any part of it. You you don't want to be arrested um, and you don't want to put yourself in a position where you get arrested. Right. But we all know that things don't always go as planned. Yeah. Sometimes you're at the wrong place at the wrong time. You might be in the wrong place at the right time, wrong time. You might get arrested for something. And if you do, I really hope that you have these protections that you're not punished until you actually get a chance to defend yourself. Do you think when new things happen, like new rules, new laws or whatever, uh, people just jump to a quick conclusion rather than looking at everything? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel like that happens like all the time. And then with social media, they see something and then they spout out whatever. It gets out of control. It does get out of, control. out of control. And I think for me. And people pick I'm, sides. They do pick sides. It's tribalism. And they just tear each other apart. I think yeah. for myself, I try not to show my opinion so much. Right. Because I don't want to be. And, and you can be wrong. You can always change your yeah. mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that happens. And we, we kind of briefly just talked about. I just learned yesterday at Business After Hours. There's a fire in Australia. I'm like, see, I don't watch the news i really don't watch tv at all yeah i watched bravo real housewives last night <laughs> i mean um it probably kind of sad but i didn't even know there was a fire and then you just told me again fake news it, there is a fire there is a fire but uh there are animals that have died it, yeah a lot of animals there have been people who've died okay um there have been i think a couple thousand homes maybe that have burned right it is a large part of Australia. But when I heard about it the first time, it made it sound like the whole country literally was on fire, which is about the size of, of the United States, which you just told me, too. It's about the size of the continental United States. Yes. Not, not including Alaska. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Guam. <laughs> not, not including Guam. Guam. Uh, but Puerto Rico. Yeah. W- when people look. Mm-hmm. At, there have been a lot of articles out about how it is fake news. Um, not that there are fires. There certainly are fires, and it's certainly a serious issue. It's causing a lot of damage and deaths. Right. And, you know, I, I hope everybody, I have friends in, in Australia, and I hope they're okay. I know, I know I've checked in with a couple of them, and they're doing okay. Good. But um, and it's scary. But there's some fake news, and when you look at, especially some of the graphics that have been shared. Um, it makes it look like there's a much larger portion of Australia on fire mm-hmm. 
than there really is, mm-hmm. despite it being quite a large portion of Australia. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think they do the whole fake news thing? It's just to just money. create money. Makes money. Makes money to create fear, to create drama, to create... Yeah, absolutely. NBC, CBS, ABC, yeah. all that nonsense. CNN... Yeah. I did see there was a young lady who who raised uh, over a half a million dollars uh, to support. Um, I'm not sure the firefighters or something, you know, to go toward fighting the fires in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, mm-hmm. she was sending naked photos to anybody who would donate more than ten dollars. Okay. And That's pretty creative. I think she got banned from Instagram for it. But think about $10 a piece for over a half a million dollars. But she took those proceeds and, she, and took it. And she turned around and gave it to, <laughs> I don't know, the firefighters. So she's now banned from Instagram. She's banned from Instagram. Which is like a partnership of Facebook, right? They're like, uh, they're together. I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I, I, she was creative. Yeah. And, I mean, naked pictures, some sort of artwork. Right. To an extent. It, it, yeah, to a degree. I don't know. I don't know. All I know, all I know is that she was trying to do something altruistic, and I support that. I'm really kind of nervous about our society. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just so like, God, what is going on with us? So I, So one of my friends on Facebook... I don't want to talk about Facebook all the time, but one of my friends who I've been friends with for over 15 years. So it's not me. Not you. um, On Facebook posted this story about how the state trooper uh, no longer can arrest people and have them end up in jail. And they end up right back on the streets immediately because of this bail reform. Mm. And all I said was alleged. Because mm-hmm. until somebody's had a trial, mm-hmm. it's alleged. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They have every, they have the right to defend themselves. Were you yelled at or were you blocked from your friend? Well, so he said, oh, well, if it was your fa- if somebody in your family was killed by somebody. What if you're somebody you in your family that was falsely accused? It, it, well, and so what I said is, you know what, if somebody killed somebody that was related to me. And I found out that they were on the streets. Yeah. The same day. Yeah. And somebody else was in jail accused of it. Yeah. Falsely. I'd be mortified. Right. Just think about that. Somebody (sighs) might be falsely accused of it until they've had a trial. Right. We don't know 100%. Oh, God. So I would feel much worse... If somebody was in jail that didn't do it, then if it took an extra week before the person who uh, did do it ended up in jail. See, Phil, not everyone thinks like you. And I think the first thing that people react to is anger. Yeah. Anger is huge. You always have to prove yourself right. Anger and fear. This comes from sadness. Everything comes from sadness. (laughs) But you have to prove yourself right. You have to be alpha. You have to do whatever you need to do, right? I feel like that's like the biggest thing that that people need to prove. Absolutely. Um, To seek to understand 
I wish somehow we can remember that or go back to that or even learn about it. Because I think once you try to understand the situation, it makes us as a society better people. It's hard. It's hard to do that because you have the emotions, you have your peer pressure, you have whatever you need to that's going through your head at the same time. But, and I'm not saying we should always try to understand someone killing somebody else, but I mean, just... No, it's horrible. It's a horrible thing. Yeah. I mean, nobody wishes that on anybody. No. But But it takes a a person to get to that point. What do they go through? Well, that's not even... That's not even the argument for me. The argument for me is that we just need to make sure that we've got the right person before we start punishing them. But everyone. But here's the thing. This goes to fake news and all this. They have to find that person within probably 24 hours before society goes crazy. Like, how could you not find this person within a certain amount of hours? There right? Is, there is a bit of that. There is that expectation. Yep. Get your shit together. Find this person. Like what do you mean you haven't found this person Fahrenheit yet? Fahrenheit 451. Right. What's that Netflix special where the guy was falsely accused over and over again? You know oh, what I'm talking about. I don't know. And then they turned him into a bad guy. They turned him into a bad guy. Yeah. Right. But you, it's kind of like something like that. or they Making they, a murderer. Ma- making I think murder? it's called. But you know what I mean. Yeah. We all saw that. Yeah. We all felt so bad for this guy. Even yeah. when it's like... You had literally everyone against you, and you could not prove yourself. And he's still in jail. So the fun thing is that, so my friend that I I commented this on, alleged, and I I said, you know, we just have to give people an opportunity to defend themselves. And then I also said something about that we needed a penal code reform. That uh, basically, unless you hurt somebody or their property... Mm-hmm. That you probably don't belong in jail. You only really belong in jail if you've caused harm to somebody else or to their property. I think you should be able to do to your body what you want to do. I think that if if you want to, whatever, like anything that you do is if, unless you've caused harm to somebody else or to their property, you probably don't belong in jail. And so I kind of explained that to some degree, and he said. Well, you've turned into a big liberal ever since you went to college, which is funny because I met him when I, like, <laughs> I was in college. I was working for the guy. Yeah. And uh, he didn't seem to think so then. He said, oh, I used to be a staunch right winger, which, yeah, I used to be a little <laughs> bit crazy back then. But, shocking. Uh, shocking. Shocking. Yeah. But anyway. People change. So the guy, he's finally, he asked me to ex- explain... Um, you know, he said, oh, you think we should just pick and choose what laws we enforce? And I said, no, we've always been picking and choosing. What we should do is say, if you don't hurt somebody or their property, that you don't belong in jail. And that if you do hurt someone or their property, that you get a trial before you go to jail. And you get an opportunity to defend yourself. And he just finally said, oh, well, that's enough. And then he blocked me on Facebook. Ah, I don't think I've ever been blocked before, but I just wanted to. I have. Like, I was just trying to explain something to him. I wasn't. I'm telling you. I am telling you. People cannot have a conversation. If they feel that they are being threatened, I'm going to block you. 
Yeah. What is up well, with that? Just the idea. It's not even being threatened. It's just the idea of having to consider a different, a different viewpoint. Viewpoint. How dare you have a different? How dare you, yeah. Phil? You well, should just believe what everybody else believes. Then. So I thought, man, I like I had a thousand responses to him I blocking bet. me. Yeah. And I went through all these different responses in my mind, and I felt like, man, I can't believe he did that. Like I felt betrayed. Yeah. And I felt like it was almost cowardly. Right. It sure is. To not to be afraid of an idea. And I just said, you know, like, well, I didn't get a chance to say anything. And I thought about just, you know, giving him a call or sending him a text and saying, hey, look, like, we're friends. We should be able to have a conversation. And I think that would be didn't a better. Didn't to go that far. But I didn't. I didn't. I think. I think would be a good idea. What would be a good idea is to actually have a conversation. And you're, you're telling me you don't want to do trivia on, on a phone. Yeah. Because you don't want to be in front of a phone the whole time. Yeah. But maybe reaching out to them. In a, in a way, I don't know if this person lives close to here at all. Mm, hour away. That's feasible. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Go back to actually being an adult or being a human being and be like, hey, dude, remember what that, what that happened right there? And you blocked me on Facebook. That was kind of weird. So let's talk about it in person. Yeah. I feel it's like. It's not a bad idea. I'm telling. Well, sometimes I have I don't know. Ideas. I don't know what. It's kind of weird. I, I got. I've been blocked of, a few times. It kind of it messes with you. It's like, why? How dare you? Block so me? I used to. I used to spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. So I worked with them, mm-hmm. and we'd spend hours in the car together talking about every different thing, making jokes about every different thing. Mm-hmm. This was back when you could joke about things. Mm-hmm. Like when you could actually what joke happened? about things, and you could like give people shit. When did, you can't do that anymore. When but, did that stop? When did that happen? Uh, I don't. I mean, this was. I mean, it was 15 years ago that this happened so um i some not long after that i think it's been at least six or eight years right some somewhere around the beginning of the obama administration where you could no longer (laughs) um actually make jokes anymore without people just like attacking you and uh are you blaming this on obama i'm not blaming it obama (laughs) But somewhere around 2008, <laughs> something, happen- Dude, something happened. A lot of shit happened. Something happened. The bubble burst. Can't you always? Everything's so yeah. heavily we had the regulated. Like, oh my god, that yep. was that's a crazy time back then. But yeah, I used I to spend a, a lot of time with this guy, and man, he gets fired up about stuff. But he's a good dude. On the inside, he's a really good guy. No doubt. He gets really fired up about stuff, and I just. Like, he got fired up about me the way he used to get fired up about, about you know, John Kerry <laughs> back in 2000. The ketchup guy? Four, 2003. Oh, no, he wasn't the ketchup guy. He married the ketchup guy's wife. <laughs> he had the ketchup guy's money. Good for him. Well. It's good ketchup. Yeah, it's not bad ketchup. I mean, what? What other ketchup would you possibly have? I don't know. Homemade ketchup? Well, I hope you should let our listeners find out if you guys come to some sort of... If I ever see the guy, if I bump into him, I'm not going to go seek the guy out. We're friends, but I think we're at this point where I I think that uh, we need to let it simmer down a little bit. I think if if I bumped into him in the near future, he might still have a little bit too much heat. 
but I'm gonna give them a little, little while to cool down. How long does it take for someone to cool down? Depends on the person. It takes like a day. Uh, it depends on the person. Oh, you know what? I take that back. I take back what I said. Depends uh, on the situation. Bingo. It takes a couple of years. So I'm gonna <laughs> let the guy cool down, and okay. hopefully I'll bump into him and get to have an adult conversation with him. That sounds good. Uh, about how politics don't really matter because none of our vote counts. Mm-mm. It does count, actually. Uh, but it only counts if you're not voting for one of the major parties. Because the, ma- the major parties just have kind of a slap fight all the time. Mm-hmm. And in New York State, if you're in upstate and you're voting for a regional office and you're not in one of the major population centers, it's going to be red. And if you are in one of the major population centers, it's going to be blue. And if it's statewide, it's going to be blue. And that's just the way it is in New York State. But it doesn't have to be. Uh, It's just the way that we vote. So my question for you is that, you know, I have a daughter. And I don't foresee myself moving. I can't. I can't move for quite quite a few years. Right. Um, But I am looking forward to the day I can move out of New York. There are some negatives of living in New York. It's... I really love right where we are. I love it, too. But there are some negatives of it. But there's a lot... Even that's why I never wanted to live in Connecticut. There's a lot of negatives living in Connecticut. You mean you mean uh, government-wise? Uh, government-wise, yeah. yeah. But this is the same thing in New York. It's just... Even, so I had a... I know somebody moved from Massachusetts to New York. And he's, like, baffled by... He's like, how many rules and regulations i'm like welcome to new york buddy we've got all of them we you think of it 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 will i had to like tell him a couple things and he's like are you serious i'm like yeah (laughs) hopefully you don't move you just got here (laughs) but it's it's tough it's really really tough there's like positives too yep but um so i so i went um i met larry sharp uh Boy, must be over the summer now or over the fall. He's he was the in 2016, I want to say. He was the New York State uh, Libertarian candidate for governor. Okay, okay. And he's still going on and educating people about libertarianism, even after the election, because like that's just what he's into, and he thinks that that's an important thing for um, libertarian ideas to be able to succeed is to be able to educate people in between the elections. Mm -hmm. So um, the thing that I asked him, everybody had questions for him and and it finally got around to my turn to ask my question. And he brought up all these great ideas about different kinds of things. And I finally just said, okay, so how do we make it happen? Do we have to win? Like, do we have do libertarians have to win the governorship? Do they have to win a majority governorship? Bad chance, right? right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. But do, do they have to get? It, they have a better chance than the Republicans do, because no Democrat's going to vote for a Republican, but they might True. vote for a Libertarian. True. Uh, Cuomo's not going anywhere. Cuomo's not going anywhere till he 
whatever till he dies probably or no, he could run for president that's true but the so do we have to get a majority in the senate or the assembly to have any power and to be able to start getting some of these libertarian ideas enacted that's what he said and he said you just gotta vote gold you just gotta vote for libertarians and i thought about it a little bit more after the fact Mm -hmm. and what he said is that you you don't have to win you just have to make up the difference so i thought um i thought about what our current system is with our state politics and our and our federal politics national politics and think about this if we had 49 or 50 if we had 49 republicans and 49 democrats if we had two libertarians who would be the most powerful people in the senate two people right there because they're the swing vote right look at our national look at look at presidential elections where do they run they run in pennsylvania they run in florida they run in ohio they run in iowa they run in new hampshire because those are swing states so if if you get two if you get one or two and they make up the difference if they take away a majority they become the most important vote. Is it Lieberman? If you vote for a third party, is who? Um, Lieberman? Joe Lieberman? Is he still uh, in there? Is I he think, out now? I think he was a pure independent. Like Oh, independent. Was, in the, was it like, independent? Like 20 years ago. The, no, it was not 20 years ago. It was. I'm uh, pretty sure it was. 36. So I, think that was the, no. I think that was the election no. in 2000. I'm going to say no. I'm, no. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe a little bit. It was a maybe, maybe two thousand four. Probably okay. I'll give you that. Maybe. I think he was running against uh, Bush. So. God, I mean that's like so long ago. Yeah, but anyway. So, anyway. so the point. So my point is, and I'm not trying to convert you to being a libertarian. No, but you brought up like a lot. But of my really point is that points. if if you vote for a major party, um, you contribute to the 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 current system you you just continue your cycle of of what's already going on because to me they're not that much different from each other they're both just trying to control you through um different things half of them are saying this is bad don't do that the other half are saying that's bad don't do the other thing but if you vote for a third party whatever that third party is that's your opportunity to make somebody the swing vote so what, when are you going to run for something oh probably never you wouldn't run for something i don't know i don't think so i don't know what i would run for i, I don't think i would run the only way that i would run for anything is um if i really thought that i could do it justice I feel like I'm super busy (laughs) you are okay yeah and it's hard for me to um, commit to to running for any office and I'm not I'm not 
I don't even I don't think I would necessarily be better than anybody else. I just think I do have a different way of looking at things. You bring interesting ideas to the table, and you know, like you're like your friend. You, it's it's hard to have. It's hard for people to listen with an open mind, and that's everywhere. I'm not just saying in this area. I mean just everywhere. And it'd be so nice if people could just listen to each other. But. Yeah. That's I don't know I just don't know what's going on people just don't and they think they're always right and they got to prove yeah. themselves right and, and if you they're not yeah. if you're not on the same page how dare you block right like I'm really concerned and I'm kind of pissed off at Facebook right now for just even being for even existing how dare you Mark Zuckerberg you hear Mark, that I at Mark yeah Mark you're on notice um. I, it, the whole social media or people just are just so interested in how much people like or like the the pictures or whatever it's just so ridiculous I think I did I see that Instagram is is not doing that anymore Instagram the, got rid of that the liking yeah you can't see I guess you can't see how many people like things anymore on Instagram are you sure I feel like I see I see that I, I believe it was in the news that they got rid of like they made it so you can't because because of exactly what you're talking about that a lot of people are getting addicted to it. It is an, an they addiction They get that little thing. dopamine for every time that they see a like or every time somebody interacts with their photo. And I, and I think they got rid of that. Dude, I'm telling you. I think they like just just recently. No. Th- no there's like likes. Okay. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but I uh, I believe they made some kind of a change. Am I wrong? I'm not too sure, but I see 123 likes for Trapammer beer, which is a fair part. Was that like I'm, I'm just seeing posted this. recently? Or? I'm just seeing on Instagram right now 123, hmm. 24 likes because I just okay. Well, know. maybe I'm giving fake news, but I, I'm pretty sure I saw something from one of the major social media companies that uh, they won't be showing likes like that anymore. Kind of like how we're not going to be using plastic bags and Wegmans soon. Oh yeah. So uh, here was a fun one that yeah. I saw today. Is uh, apparently Thailand recently passed a similar law to New York State in that uh, we won't be having grocery bags and they aren't having grocery bags anymore either. And We we shouldn't have grocery bags. The way that they responded, well, I could see... uh, I agree that we need to reduce our grocery bag consumption, but... Bring your own bags. A lot of people use them. Aldi's got it. Yeah, I, I usually go to Aldi and I bring my own bags. Love Aldi. Um, but people do, a lot of people use those grocery bags as trash bags. Oh, I reuse them for to empty out my kitty litter. Yeah. So I think reusing is good. And, and so but now those people are going to have to, but now the, a lot of those people are going to have to actually go out and buy bags. Yeah, I don't want to. That they were getting them for free before. That's why I'm stocking up on it now. Yeah. I foresee so, it. So that, so that is a thing. But so anyway, so I saw in Thailand that they did a similar law. And they've reacted in a hilarious manner. Mm. And the people of Thailand are now bringing um, just random vessels to carry their uh, groceries. 
So they're showing up to the grocery store with like giant vases or <laughs> I saw somebody had like a like a shoe carrier thing. They've got all sorts of different whatever th- whatever container they come up. I saw somebody had a wheelbarrow that they went to the grocery store with. Kind of whatever kind of container they can come up with. Why not? Um, hey. So I'd encourage all of our listeners to go out and uh, be unique. You know, come up with unique solutions to the problem of not being able to use grocery bags. <laughs> I don't really know what to use, but... You don't think so? I need to start hoarding all the plastic bags as much as possible. What if we had some It's Rare tote bags? Yeah. Are, are you going to buy some? Well, uh, perhaps. Okay. Why don't... If, if any of our listeners are interested... I am. You are. So... Anybody that's interested, send me a note. And if I get enough people, how many people do we need? I'll I'll have to get on the uh, the website and see how many. What's the minimum order? I'm guessing the minimum order is at least a hundred. So possibly I'll, I'll need to have at least probably half of them accounted for. Like fifty. Yeah. I need fifty. I'd probably need 50 bags accounted for. Done. I'll have to find out what they cost. Done. And, uh, but, but if people want those, let me know and, and we'll get them ordered. So, I will make this happen because <laughs> I just want a tote bag. You want an It's Rare tote bag? Yes. <laughs> I do. Okay. Well, I'm thinking there'll be one color because that'll, that'll, ma- that'll cut down the cost significantly. Well, it doesn't have to be in color. Just be black and white. Yeah, yeah right. just black. Just that's what I mean. Just one color, whether it's whether it's black or Green. if it's because uh, we'll have to pick what color the bag is. Right. And then I really like doing like like a colored bag with a white logo. But my logo looks real weird and white. So I'm waiting for um, my friend um, Heather Welsh. Yes. Great person, by the is way. Is awesome, and she's helping me out with my logo a little bit, helping me make sure that it's in the correct format. She's fabulous. She's awesome. Fabulous. And she's helping me make it look a little bit better in the black and white version. Done. So um, either way, we'll, we'll work out what, what looks good. Sounds good. This is a very positive podcast today. Yeah, I for think so. Part, for the most part. Yeah. We should give... Oh, so we have one challenge. That's one challenge about getting people interested in the tote bags. There should be another challenge. Well, what do you, what, what do you mean? I don't know. I've figured it out. Okay. Well, here's one for me. Okay. Is I'd like to start a new segment of the podcast. Yes. And I think it's important that we start working into having... A couple special segments for our listeners. Thank God. And where we address things that the listeners are worried about. Or that they're thinking about. Or they want to hear about. Questions that they have, yeah. Things specifically for the listeners. Okay. What do they want? And so I'd like to start a segment called The Why. Continue. And what what I'd like is for listeners to submit uh, questions where they ask, where they ask why you know why do you like why would 
Um, why would this be a thing? You know, why would you do that? Why do you think this? Is there a what? specific question you're thinking about right now? No. Just what, whatever is on your mind. I don't want you to ask what, where, or who. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I just want you to give me some background information and ask me why. Okay. And then we'll explain it. And uh, I think that'd be a good opportunity to have a snack. All right. Sounds good. So we'll, we'll have a snack and talk about the why. We're going to have a snack. Well, we always eat at the Y. Sure. Let's do it. So that is my challenge to our listeners is, uh, one, let me know if you want a tote bag, and it's rare tote bag. Yes. And if you have any other merch in mind, let me know about that, too. We can do hats. I've got stickers if anybody wants a sticker. Let me know, and we'll work that out. Uh, and then send me something where I can explain the why. Sounds good. Yeah. Do you have anything else on your mind? Um, I wish I did. Other than I want sunlight. I'm telling you, the lack of sunlight's really... I can't. I can't function. It's got, so hard. I've got good news for you. Uh, Every day, you're going to get two more minutes of sunlight. Monday morning, I woke up, and I looked out the window, and there was the sunrise, and it really put me in a great mood. It really did. Oh, that was a great... It was red. You know. You saw it, too. Yeah. Like, were you awake? Oh, yeah. I was early. driving to work. Oh, my God. It was so great. And I loved it. It was like the sky was so gray mm-hmm. and the clouds were so gray, mm-hmm. but it had these beautiful, like, bright red highlights. It was so pretty. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was so pretty. Yeah. I, one thing I wanted to say was that, um, so thanks to you, Portia has, my daughter, has the canvases, right? Yes. And um, <laughs> she's so funny. This is funny. Um, she did something funky on one canvas, and she got so upset. And I'm trying to teach her how to like come up with a solution rather than just get angry about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, Porsche, how about you paint it white to cover it up, and then you can let it dry and then paint over it. And she's like, I don't want to wait. I'm like, so why don't you paint this part white that you painted? And then we'll use another canvas. So you can do whatever you want on it. Because mm-hmm. she didn't know what to draw. And she's like, okay. And so I just started like Googling something. And so she's going through my, my cell phone. And she found this lion, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. So I like walked away. It was probably like cleaning or something. And then she comes up. She's like, I, I did. I'm done. And I looked at it. I'm just like, you did this. And... It honestly made me so. I, she's so. She's artistic. Like yeah. she's got she's great. It. She's so great, and she she did this, and I just put it on Facebook, and I shared it with my couple of my friends, and I, I. That's what. That's what I'm proud of. I'm proud of that my daughter can do something like that. 
That's cool. Yeah. Art is, at that age, I know everybody talks about, like, art funding in schools. Oh, yeah. But whether it's at school or at home, mm-hmm. when you're seven years old, mm-hmm. art can teach you so many lessons. Mm-hmm. And not only just how to create and be creative, which I think is so important, but how to be patient, how to... Um, think outside the box. Think outside the box. How if you make an error, it's not the end of the world, and, 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 and you can move on beyond an error. It, it and it's interesting because because Portia has a really hard time moving past that. She if it's oh, not yeah. a certain way, it, it stresses her out, right? Mm-hmm. So she, I just got a letter from her teacher saying that she's going to be participating in um, a math situation classroom whatever it's called and i'm realizing for kids that are good at math for kids who are good at math who's enthusiastic about math which is great right and i'm just realizing maybe she's just this type of individual who things have to make sense all the time yeah and for me i'm the opposite where i'm just like I'm messy. I like to make things. I try to make solutions out of it. Then I'm like mm-hmm. slowly realizing this is just who my daughter is. I'm just trying to help her color outside the lines. But she's, yeah. she is what she is. And you, ha- as a parent, you have to uh, understand that but encourage in other ways. But right. I am super proud of her. I think the like what she's done with math mm-hmm. since since she's kind of really gotten into school. And reading. In reading, yep. but it's math is scary for a lot of girls, especially. Not for her. No. And and that's not. I'm not trying to single out girls, but historically, it, there's been a lot of uh, literature about it it being kind of intimidating for girls right. to do math. And she's really kind of taken it on. And uh, it's exciting for her to feel good about that and to be able to ex- explain that to her peers especially and why, uh, why she likes that. But I really like that. So that's something that is very definite, math is. Like there is a right answer and a wrong answer, and it's very definite. Cutthroat. It is. It's the universal uh, language, really. But that she likes art, yeah, is is good because it's kind of the opposite. Is that there isn't a right answer. There's not a wrong answer. Um, and no. if you make a mistake, it's only a mistake if, <sighs> until you decide that it's. If you decide it's a mistake, she has, and that's what I'm trying to help her like understand. Like, well, how can we? overcome this but i'm telling you phil like there are times where if it doesn't fit in her brain if it doesn't fit a certain standard she's done she doesn't want anything to do with it and to me i'm not like that at all so it's so hard for me to understand that this is this is how she stretches her mind though i this is the that's why it's perfect for her yeah is that this is how she stretches her mind so this is how she learns to get outside of that box that she 
feels comfortable inside of. So I've taken Porsche, and you've been there too, to refine. Yes. And that is a real, I'm so happy we've been going there. Porsche loves that place. Yeah. And I love that place because I'm like, I want to play with these things too. But I'm like, this is mostly for Porsche. But I guess my question for our listeners is, uh, as parents or maybe as aunts or uncles or friends or whatever, like how do you help your child expand right how do you do that because as parents i can't come up with all these answers myself i don't know but coming up with different way ideas and exchanging them i think that's fantastic yeah yeah um so you mentioned refine can you explain uh for people that don't know what that is okay so great place so you go in there and this is like a fee it's uh main street in penyon oh i'm sorry yes it is on it's on main street in penyon like phil just said and it's an art um studio and you get pretty much you get to do whatever you want there's all these tools that you have the glue you have the pom-poms you have paint you have you can do whatever you want and when we went, we were the only ones there, so I can only imagine what it's like with other people there. But um, so, so for our Christmas tree, we didn't have a star. So Portia, what did Portia get? She get like a paper towel roll, like the cardboard. Yeah. From inside of a paper towel. Yeah, she got like a cardboard roll. And she decorated it like it's a reindeer. She turned it into a reindeer with yeah. her imagination. And she did a. Uh was it a, a couple tiles, ceramic tiles? A couple ceramic tiles, but what do they call the, the um like the, the Christmas ornament bulb? Yeah. Bulbs. And she painted that. That was but, pretty good. But that reindeer she created, that is now our star. Yeah, that goes on top of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was it was just a fun thing and cuz she was getting upset with that. Remember that? She was getting pissed. Yeah. And but then she worked through it. Because I think I made that's a why That's why it's so important is because right. it, like, gives her something to work through and it takes patience. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't it have to be what you think it should be or what I think it should be. Right. Just, she just has to make it what she wants it to be. Right. And, I, and it's, I just want her to get to that point and yep. just be okay with it and, yep. and embrace it, really. And Refined is such a cool place. Um, they... So... Probably most of our listeners know that I'm involved with Friends of the Outlet with the Cuke Outlet Trail. And one of the things that Refind has done is uh, we had a night where they, they often, every month, I believe, they feature a nonprofit in the area. Mm-hmm. And so I believe it was either August or September they featured uh, Friends of the Outlet. And they reached out to me and they said, Phil, what, uh, Claudia Milroy reached out. She said, Phil, what do you, uh, what do you think we should do for Friends of the Outlet? Let's, let's get this going. And what we came up with is to do, uh, the painted rocks. Oh. People love those. Portia likes to find them and keep them. Right. Well, that's not what they're <laughs> for, but yeah, so she so Portia has Portia loves rocks in she, general. She does love rocks. And she, and she likes, likes to collect painting them. as and, well. And she likes painting. She keeps them. Um, <laughs> I got to paint I got to paint a rock and I made it look like a snapping turtle. Like what we have down in the turtle pond. On you the also trail. do that for the um arts festival. 
Yeah. Well, I think the, the rock painting, kids love it. When we were at the arts festival, um, I, I had not planned to do the rock painting. Oh. I'd planned on doing, uh, we did a coloring activity. Did that. Where uh, they could do like a painted turtle, but they could color it. Yep. Because in honor of the painted turtles on the trail and they could make their own turtle and kind of take it with them. Yep. And uh, Portia saw under the table that I did have a bucket of rocks and paint. Oh, so she put that too? And she was like, uh, <laughs> I'd like to paint a rock. So she thought of that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I had them there, but I wasn't planning on getting them out. <laughs> So do you, you understand said, your goddaughter has eagle eyes, right? What I want to do is I want to paint a rock. <laughs> I don't want to color. I want to paint a rock. <laughs> so I got I got the rocks out and I got the paint out. And this little girl, she must, I don't know, she was like nine years old-ish, came up. And she's just kind of like standing there looking at me and then looking over at the table that I had for the kids' stuff. And I said, oh, would you like to color a turtle? <laughs> she goes, uh, nope, no thank you. Cute. I said, oh, okay. And then she kind of looks at me and then looks back over and then looks at me and looks back over I said, uh, you want to paint a rock? Yep. Was it Emily? Uh, I, I maybe I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I got out. I so anyways, uh, probably half the rest of the people that came through painted a rock, <laughs> and they were all fired up about it. And painting rocks. We ended up using a lot of those rocks, um, for the community table, which was a fundraiser dinner that we did on the Main Street Bridge that was awesome. I missed out on and that. And had some of the most incredible food. I I'm think so pissed on myself. I believe that. I believe we're planning on doing it again uh, this coming summer, twenty twenty. Are you gonna do it the same location or do do a different location? It will likely be the same location. You're just gonna have more people. Uh, with more seats. hopefully at least twenty or was a hundred dollars a ticket? Hopefully at least twice as many people. Was it fifty? It, it was a hundred dollars a ticket. A hundred dollars a ticket. Yep. But and nobody felt like they overpaid. No, because there was like a lot of wine was from Box Run and Bulkerson, right? We had oh boy, you're. No, I know we Fox Run was there. We did Fox Run. We did have Fulkerson. Yes. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I believe there was really a third that. one that I'm not thinking of right now. Shit. I'm sorry. But I know definitely Fox Run and Fulkerson was uh, yeah. part of it. Yeah, and, and they were all, the wine was excellent. The food was ben unbelievable. Ben Comstock's unbelievable. He is. And, don't tell uh, him that because he gets all mad. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. Um we, I explained to him that somebody commented to me that he had some of the best food that you can get. And he said, well, yeah. And then uh, we asked him if he could do better food this coming year if we had at least twice as many people. And he said, shit. 
which I believe means absolutely. So I had Ben and Hadi Fesek um, come into Bistro Nights here at the wine bar. And we would usually do it January and February, so we did it for the past couple of years. And I love I love working with those two. That's oh, yeah. I love working in the kitchen with both those two. I lo- I would just dish I would just wash dishes because I don't give a shit. I love yeah. it. Right? They're fun people. Oh, and it's God. fantastic they're, food. They're the food. I would starve myself all day. Yep. And it's always his appetizer that I'm like I'm done. I don't need anything else. <laughs> I just I don't even need. It's just Ben just freaking nails it every single time. But when food would come back. And it's like not all gone. Yep. He would fucking stress out so much. And Heidi and I just loved it because it was just that was the most special time that working probably at the wine bar. That's one of my special times working with those two. Yeah. I love working with those guys. And and now Ben has the True Roots Catering. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's looking for a fantastic caterer. He also has a baby girl. Check out with True Lindsay. Roots. Yes, of course. He's a daddy. He's a daddy. And um, haven't met the baby yet. No, me either. <laughs> I don't meet a lot of babies. <laughs> I don't meet a lot of babies. Um, I guess the uh, oh boy, what was I gonna say? Austin. Ben. No, I, the the thing that most recently reminded me of that dinner that I was like, oh man, yeah, I gotta see this is somebody shared a photo uh, of the beef tenderloin from Beedant Farms. Okay. And that was part of what was donated for the community table. Right. And it was fantastic. I got to take a little bit of it home. And it was unbelievable. So at the end of the event, yes, Kevin and I showed up. Yes, you helped clean up. We did. We did help clean up. And thanks for volunteering. Well, I, it was the right thing to do. We wanted we wanted to a scope it out, but b we wanted to help. And c I felt like shit because I didn't buy those fucking tickets in time because i remember i was talking to jody tyler we're at my daughter's get your tickets ahead of time I, okay okay you told, and you told me that it was, <laughs> i get it but i was remember talking to jody tyler at my daughter's um soccer practice she's like i don't know do you think we're gonna sell this i'm like totally you're totally gonna sell this out i'm saying these words and yeah i'm not putting two two together right but i'm so i'm super mad at myself but and you but you guys nailed it perfect weather oh yeah beautiful night it's it, going to be a couple weeks, potentially earlier this year. What I wanted to do was have like John Bolger play some music at the wine bar, and you know, so it, right. I don't know if the music would have like made it up to the bridge. It's like forty yards. But if there was like live music out there on the bridge too, that would have been awesome. Yeah, we ended up playing music. Uh, we ended up playing music over the speakers, and that's good too. And yeah. that's and that's honestly good because I mean, really, um, the main focus we just wanted to we want to put the focus on the food, right? And yeah. and on the the community, really. And that was that was what it was all about. That's why it was all one table, 80, 80 people, eighty feet long. For that being your first event, that was very impressive. Oh, and yeah. of course, 
after every event, someone's always going to like give your input about everything or anything. But you guys nailed it. Nailed it. I only heard people have positive reviews. And that's pretty amazing. We only had, uh, there was a uh, surprise for everybody was that uh, there were no plates or silverware. Who cares? Well, uh, one couple (laughs) found out there was a leak. Oh, they brought their own silverware? And and one couple brought paper plates and, and plastic silverware. And uh, <laughs> we all kind of laughed at him. We're like, just trust, just trust us, because mm-hmm. it was it was perfect. It was a kind of like a back to back thing because you had that, and then the masquerade ball was like maybe a couple weeks after that. Yep. And that was I heard was an awesome event. I missed out on that event too. But as a community, we should all like try to help each other and promote each other. And, okay, so another thing too. Um, business after hours at Vineyard View. We have new owners now at Los Gatos, and I met them. And they, Los Gatos is a, I'm sorry, it's a bed and breakfast. Where um, 14A. is that? 14A. They have 14A. Their, where? Be- uh, between like right up the street from me. Between Penny and Geneva. Yeah. yeah. Like literally, like hop skipping away from me. They have those two cabins outside of the bed and breakfast on 14A. Like you're going up past. Um, Benton okay. um, Motors. So it's just north of Penyan. Right. Yeah. And so um, new owners met them. They're fantastic. And I just got to chat with them for a bit. And the exciting thing is, is that I was hearing them and how there's been members of the community that's just been so supportive of them. Yeah. And showing them <laughs> uh, the ways around the the town and doing and 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 that's what Penyon's about. Yeah, and it's a very supportive community. Super supportive, and yeah. I, and I think that's what I really do love about this town, is that you meet people like that. That's part of why I started this podcast is that um, I wanted to have the opportunity to talk about all the really exciting stuff going on. There's so much exciting stuff going on. And not right now, though. So many people, but there is there, well, because there are things in the works, right? And that's exciting. Yes. Yeah, so, like, so, so you know, Lauren Ty is opening up their brewery and um, their bed and breakfast. They also took that's another bed and breakfast right there. Yeah. Um, it used to be Fox, and now it's called Lauren Tide. Yeah. And now we know there's new owners at Los Gatos. Um, there's probably more stuff that I can't think of right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, nobody take this straight to the bank yet we're because because we're still in the uh, fetal stages of this. But I'm working with a couple people on bringing people to the Finger Lakes to uh, to talk about concussion because we've oh. got. We've got some really cool stuff going on with Cuca College and with um, some different organizations that we're associated with, with uh, Penyon High School, with Hobart Williams Smith, mm-hmm. with Finger Lakes Health, with U of R uh, Medical Center. And we've got just such a beautiful place that... Um, 
we want to start to be able to bring in people who are interested in concussion to well, educate them. What, why, is, why, why are concussions like so important to you? Well, concussion is a big part of my job. And, and for me, I'm a, so I'm an athletic trainer for anybody who doesn't know. And what athletic trainers do is we provide health care for um, athletes who get injured or illnesses and otherwise. And, and an important focus of that is brain injury. Mm. And concussion is a mild traumatic brain injury. And it happens... I, I don't think I've ever had one. Um, maybe not. Yeah. I don't think so. I I had one uh, when I was in high school. Never had one since. But I've worked with a lot of people who've had them, and it has a major effect on their lives. Wow. For some of them, it's it's like a a week long affair, and then they're and then it, it never pokes its ugly head out again. But uh, for some of them, uh, it's something that can last months or can have lifelong effects. Okay. And I've got friends. Uh, I've um, met. I've met with Ray Chiaglini. I think that I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but he was a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in Geneva. He's got a new book out called The Second Impact. It's a great book if you get a chance. To, to have a look at it and he runs a um, non-profit called The Second Impact and it raises awareness for concussion treatment okay. but it's a really important thing to make sure that people get appropriate care for concussion both in high school college, professional sports, uh, for sport-related concussion. Of course, there are concussions from car accidents and otherwise. But the uh, what happened with Ray is that when he was a teenager, he was a boxer, and he got a concussion. He didn't get knocked out. Really? But he he got hit behind his right ear, and he won the fight, actually. Wow. And uh, he got a concussion. He noticed that, you know, it kind of changed things. He felt different. And there are a lot of different symptoms and signs of concussion, but he felt different after this hit. And he was definitely out of it. And he talked to some of the more experienced boxers mm-hmm. out of the gym that he was with. And they told him, you know, just just, just take some aspirin, you know. Just take some aspirin and, you know, some Tums or something to, so it doesn't mess up your stomach. So he did. And he fought the next week when he was still having symptoms. Oh, my God. And he got hit in that same spot, which... which you know, you don't have to get hit in the same spot, but he got hit in that same spot, and um, he won that fight too. But he got hit hard enough that it caused a second injury on top of the first one while he was still suffering from the first one, and he's been suffering the effects of that uh, concussion 
for the past uh, six, uh, what, I want to say 50, that was in the late 50s. What kind of? What? It was in the 50s or 60s. So, so he's been, so it's been about 50 years that he's been suffering from that second injury. So what is he suffering? Like what, so what you so what happens when you get a concussion, and then you get a second injury, a second impact injury while you still are suffering from the first concussion, is it can cause death. Uh, but quite often it causes um, some type of neurological deficits, brain damage. So for him, um, it's dementia. Oh, shit. It's, uh, he's got uh, some Parkinson's type symptoms. And he, a few years ago, you know, you know, I don't know exactly how this all applies to him specifically, but another big factor is that they can, they can suffer from things like uh, depression and anxiety are, are very common and very important and sometimes overlooked symptoms of concussion and especially uh, symptoms that can drag on beyond what would be a normal recovery time. And so one of those things is that a few years ago his mother, he thought that his mother, there there was something wrong with her. He, He was trying to call her, couldn't get a hold of her at night. So, you know, typically his wife drives in places and she uh, was in bed and he said you know there's not that many people on the road I'm going to go check on my mother and he got in the car and about a couple miles down the road he split a tree in half and ended up in the hospital badly injured Um, all because he was trying to go check on his mother because he was having this anxiety and he was you know having issues related that he connected to his um, to his concussions that wow. happened, you know, long ago. So that's not what happens to everybody, but the important message that he, I think, tries to send is that that's a hundred percent preventable. That's an injury that should never happen. So after he you got injured the first time, he should have he should have just. Relaxed. Yeah. You you can never prevent a concussion. Right. Helmets don't prevent concussions. Mouth guards don't prevent concussions. Well, especially when you see a football game and you see this guy, this huge guy, and he acts kind of funny afterwards. You can see it, and it's kind of yeah. worrisome. Yeah, there there are a lot of things, but so but but you can never a hundred percent make sure that you're not going to get a concussion. Right. But. If you get a concussion, it's very important to have somebody there who can diagnose it and then prevent you from injuring yourself further. And that's what didn't happen for him. And that's what we're trying to make sure happens for everybody is that they get that somebody recognizes their concussion Mm -hmm. and make sure that they get the appropriate care. And then beyond that, it used to be kind of a, uh, there used to be a lot of different treatments. Um, Primarily, it used to be 
go rest someplace in a dark room. And that's not the prevailing treatment anymore. No. What um, is? The prevailing treatment is has progressed to now, um, depending on what kinds of effects the concussion has on you, we can treat those. So uh, if you have visual effects, mm-hmm. um, we have uh, visual type rehabilitation exercises. If you have, okay. if it affects your balance, we can rehabilitate that. Uh, there, there's new evidence about um, using exercise to rehabilitate people from concussion as long as it's done in an appropriate way. Okay. Exercise can make you feel worse if you have a concussion, but if you do it uh, according to the newest best evidence, it can not only make you feel better, but it can help you recover in a shorter period of time. Okay. And on top of that, it can give us a prognosis of maybe how long it might take you to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think this topic is just not being executed like it should be? Well, I'm biased. I'm an athletic trainer. It's a huge part of my life. Right. If I have a patient who gets a concussion, I see them every single day. And I help them manage every aspect of it, whether it's managing their symptoms, whether it's managing their activity level, whether it's trying to help make sure they're getting good quality sleep and nutrition. Right. All of those things are things that that I try to help them with. You need to fix my finger, by the way. And I need to help you with your finger. My back. But it's kind of acutely present for me all the time is that I see concussion patients so regularly mm-hmm. that it's it's a big part of my day. Right. For most people, it's not a big part of their day. But um, we have some really great resources now. Not only schools that have athletic trainers who are well-trained and who I think are getting more well-trained, hopefully. With the concussions, that's mostly with, with, with sports at the college level. So when you have a concussion outside of that, where does one go to? Well, that's tricky, yeah. So um, I deal with sport-related concussion. Right. And so not just at the, at the college level, but at, at all the levels you can have sport-related concussion. And... Fortunately, in Penyan, there's an athletic trainer at their high school. So if a student athlete gets a concussion, they have somebody that can help the high school. treat them there at the high school. Okay. Yeah. Who's that? Um, uh, believe, I believe it's still Louis. Louis. Okay. Louis. Louis, Louis. Louis, Louis, Louis. I can't remember Louis. his last name. Louis. And anyway, so... You know, he's somebody that can get you started. Mm-hmm. But for people in the community who uh, get sport-related concussion or other or other concussion in in this area, yeah, I know that uh, Dr. Anderson, Rob Anderson, is really um, kind of one of the family doctors, primary care doctors, mm-hmm. who's uh, pushing things forward as far as uh, concussion diagnosis and treatment. And his thing that he's really good at is uh, being a good triage person. 
So the thing that I really, for me especially, as, as an athletic trainer who I, I am an expert in concussion. Right. So when I use him, all of my concussion patients see him. Yeah. And if uh, he thinks that they seem like they're going to have a normal recovery. Mm-hmm. In, in a in a regular period of time, if mm-hmm. his exam indicates that, then he'll say, "Okay, Phil, you know, take over," and they'll see me every day until they're better, okay. and I'll help them return back to their normal life, into their sport, into their class, right? And otherwise, um, so you only seeing you only see young people. I, I work at a college, so I see college-age people. Yeah. yeah. If, if he thinks that they need some type of, if they've got kind of a prolonged recovery mm-hmm. and they've got issues with vision or balance or otherwise, um, they might see our physical therapist. Okay. Who's Tom Del Papa. He does, he's great. He's a uh, certified, uh, certified in vestibular rehabilitation. So he's specifically trained in doing, especially the balance things, and he does a lot of vision therapy. Okay. If, if it's somebody who has, like, a lot of red flags and we're like, man, you know what? They might have a prolonged recovery, and we need to get a higher level of care. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use Jeff Bazarian out of the University of Rochester Medical Center, typically. And we have access to other uh, concussion clinics. But they have an excellent concussion clinic right in Rochester that I believe it's one of the best in the world that we have. And uh, the exciting thing about all of this is that I can pick up my phone and I can call or text any of these people and, and get help with my patients that day. And to get to that advanced level of care as soon as possible and, and to be able to have access to that is priceless Mm -hmm. and it's the number one best thing that you can do to help treat people that have concussion so of course there's non-sport related concussion you could get a concussion from car accident or otherwise right 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 um you could fall fall with the ice and all that yeah there there are a lot of different ways you could get a concussion right for me most of the ones i deal with are from sport but um there are a lot of really great resources out there for people who are in this area that they can access to be able to get care for that. And the thing that I think we've done really well is that we've kind of organized that so that they can get that access. So I guess we've gotten kind of onto the concussion topic. I could talk for days Maybe years. I just so, showed the uh, the Phil. I just showed Phil the clock, and I'm like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said. I, so I could I could talk for years about concussion. If you have questions about concussion, uh, send them to me. Yeah. You can uh, send them on our on the Facebook page. It's rare. You can go to itsrare.com and use the uh, contact me section. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you can get on the Anchor app and you can actually send me a voice message and you can ask a question there. So if, if 
if you have any questions about that, um, I'd be happy to help try to guide you in the right direction. I'm by, by no means trying to offer health care to the world. Um, I'm not trying to uh, give anybody like a, a specific treatment recommendation for anything. Uh, but, you know, if you have a question, I could try to help steer you in the right direction. And he will be good at that. Yeah. I need to go to bed. Mary needs to go to bed. I need to probably go to bed. Or at least, you know, I don't know. Do something other than, uh, you know, talk. <laughs> Did you go sit silently somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so that's rare. It's rare. Uh, thanks, Marianne, <laughs> for, for joining me again on fun. this lovely evening. It's always fun. And uh, everybody, I hope that uh, you learned something. I hope that you open your mind a little bit. Answer our questions. I hope that you will uh, let want us the, know. Want the tote bag. Let us know if you want a tote bag or anything else. And if you have anything that you want us to answer, why? So open-ended. Why? So open. Uh, send us something. All right. Everybody, take care. Bye. Bye.